Welcome to Are We Pretty, a podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duchet. And this is Miami Rose. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for you. Each episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you gagging for more. This week, we get Looney and Toonie with our special guest, Spank Knightley. So get ready to spank me and get into it. Oh, this is... Oh my God, was that, <laughs> was that the British Britney Spears? <laughs> oh my wow. God. Uh, yes, wow. it was. Oh, I love Britney Spears. Little... Yeah, get into it. Exactly. Get into Britney Spears and her freedom. Period. Free Britney. Yeah. Speaking of you? not. Oh yeah. Um, I'm doing all right. Um, I don't know if you've heard Miami, but we had to weather some storms last night. Actually, it was really, really scary. And there was seems to be a lot of damage and a lot of people, I, I think, I don't know what the toll is, but I know people have lost their lives and have lost businesses. And these tornadoes did not come to play. And uh, it was it was pretty scary. How, how did you, what happened last night for you? Um, so last night I spent the majority of the night in what I like to call my Harry Potter closet. It's this little cupboard under the stairs. Um, it was scary. It was not a fun time. If anyone that, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, Hmm. and the tornado from what I understand started maybe like, and was it like an hour? I feel like an hour to the, what the, whatever direction that is that it started in. And it was heading, it, the point is it was coming in our direction, um, but it did, it did miss Jonesboro. It actually hit the town over. And then it also hit my hometown that I grew up in, Monette. Um, and yeah, from there it went, what did you say? Like over 200 miles? Yeah, it, it, this, this one tornado, cause there were several tornadoes that happened last night. And I think like Kentucky got hit pretty bad with, with like all of them. Um, but yeah, it, the, the big tornado ended up traveling, I believe I read like over 250 miles. It crossed four fucking states and just unleashed the, some devastation. And yeah, I was also, here's the thing. I always hear the little tornado warnings and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stay in bed. But this one, for some reason, just felt really scary. And so, yeah, I was also huddled up with me, my husband, our roommate, our two dogs in this little nook in our house. Um, It was hot. It was dark. And it just was not a cute time. Um, And yeah. Harmful, dangerous, gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. Yeah, I think the yeah. worst part of like storms and shit is the places in which we find ourselves hiding in. Ugh, I hate that. I'm like, I don't like small spaces. I don't like doing sure. that shit. And mm-hmm. ugh, not a fun time. And I, I really feel for all the people that have been directly affected by this storm. Um, if we can, we're going to try to find some links uh, for you guys. If you want to like donate, send some love. Uh, we'll have it in the description if we can find anything. I'm not really sure. Um, if, if there is anything like that, but we're going to figure it out. So, yeah, I'm sure there will be, and I'm sure there will be a lot of stuff shared on social media at some point. Um, people are like right now, I just saw someone is marking themselves safe. So this is literally like after the storm and shit, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. It was team too much. Um, but you know what they say, um, I don't know. What they say. I don't know what they say, but <laughs> you know what? An education system is not something that I went through. So, but I did go through the tornado, and I know that it sucked. Yeah. Well, we we could spend a lot of time talking about this, but um, you know, this podcast is a little bit. You know, it's supposed to be a little bit more uplifting and fun. And I right. think, yeah, I think let let's not talk about this tornado anymore. She's gotten enough coverage, bitch. We hate her. <laughs> yeah, she's canceled. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of the tornado, we have her on the podcast. Here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, please. Fuck her. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so look, y'all. We are playing around with 
with our format to this podcast, you know, we started off doing like news segments that really were just, you know, amazing. We had all of our facts ready. Um, then we moved on to dooming and blooming and we really had those facts ready. And yeah, today we're going to try something a little bit different. Um, Miami has found us some fun trivia moments. And so we're just going to have a little fun before we get to our interview today. Yeah, so we are going to be doing um, some drag race trivia with the new season coming. I feel like we should like freshen up our knowledge, make sure that we're ready because I will be tuning in every week. We have a uh, we have a very special person on drag race from Arkansas, Maddie Morphosis. And I feel like we need to like warm up and get ready before we witness her kill it every week. Wait, have you, you seen have you seen these different memes about like Maddie being look, some of them I'm like, okay, yeah. y'all are being hateful, but some of them are fucking giving me all my life. <laughs> yeah, There's... I saw one that was really funny. It's like when Maddie walks into the back for the the untucked, are they right. gonna hand her a beer? <laughs> I was like, wow. I, I also like the one where it was like, we as gay people and Maddie get to choose <laughs> get to yeah, choose the family. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just so dumb. Oh, there was another one I saw where it was like a guy in a gym and they like, you know, superimposed Maddie in there. And it was like, do you even drag, bro? Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> so stupid. Listen, so, so. at the end of the day, Maddie is going to do great. And we're so excited to see her. But you if know, you have any like funny memes or anything, send them our way. Maybe we can post <laughs> some of them on the on the pod on Facebook. Yeah. If they're fun, if they're funny, if they're hateful, I might still post them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no yeah. we love maddie she's great and uh i'm ready to get into this trivia are you ready let's do it yep okay i'm gonna find a sound effect that works for this situation um let's see let's do hmm let's see i feel like this one describes our brains our minds okay, okay. um so, I'm gonna so play it, it. is it just silence <laughs> <laughs> wow no it's it's actually this one <laughs> accurate wow okay let's get into this trivia um so we are going to be doing this i have it pulled up on my computer so i'm going to be reading the questions i do not know the answers they're not in front of me i feel like we can like work out these answers together and then we'll just logically pick the best one because we are what a team um, you guys yes. can also play along if you want. Like, feel free to do that. Okay, so um, we're just going to jump into it. The first question reads, always one for winking self-promotion, RuPaul has frequently had her queens start and end the lip-syncing to one of her tracks. What? Oh, wait, hang on. I read it wrong. <laughs> That's so stupid. Are you wait. sure I shouldn't read the question? <laughs> Well, I am dyslexic. This is hard. Okay. Cut. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, wait. I'm going to redo it. Okay, just cut that out. She's not going to cut it out, but it's fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> Always one for winking self-promotion. RuPaul has frequently had her queen start and end the lip-syncing to one of her tracks. Which song of Ru's has not been used in a lip-sync as of All Stars 1? Is it Don't Be Jealous of My Boogie, Supermodel, Looking cute, feeling gorgeous, or cover girl? I'm going to say the third one, looking cute and feeling gorgeous. I don't feel like I've seen anyone perform that. I've never heard that one. Have it's you? Look, looking cute and feeling gorgeous. Someone that's knows. her? Is it not? God, that's Andra. I did not know that. I did not know that was her. Wow. I'm going okay. oh. to pick that one. I'm going to agree with you because I did not know that was a RuPaul song. Work. Okay, question two. Wait, do we not do we not get to find out the answer? No, it's at the end. It's a quiz. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, okay. <laughs> question two is Manella Luzon's first lip sync for your life won the now wait, the what? The new now next fan vote for the best lip sync battle ever. Despite that victorious performance, she has lost twice. Okay, Shady. What did the two queens who managed to sashay Manila 
have in common? Okay. Did they both originate from West Hollywood? Both of Asian descent? They were both on season three? Or they were both taller than Manila? Wow. Uh, what? <laughs> okay, so this is this is this is really just asking who the fuck sent Manila home. <laughs> um, who wait? Who did she lip sync against? I don't even remember. Hold on, I'm gonna share the screen. I forgot okay, I could work. do that. Ah, uh, this actually this will help me. This is going to help me because I'm bad at listening, but I'm good at seeing with my eyes. Okay, so I shared the screen. Here's the work. question. Amazing. Feel She's lost twice. Great. I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say they were both on season three. That's the one I was gonna pick. Cause I don't know how tall these bitches are. Also, how old is this? Because at this point, Manila's been on, She's lost this, this three only, times. This is only counting up to All Stars one because this got is it. Old. Okay, okay, great. Okay, so we're saying they are both on season three. Yeah. Okay. The next question is: Which queen faced lip sync for your life the most times as of All Stars one? Is it Juju B, Akasha, yep. Latrice Royale, or Raven? I'm gonna say Akasha. I feel like she was in the bottom every fucking week in season one. You think so? I don't know now. Oh God, I don't remember. I'm gonna say either Akasha or La- Latrice? I don't um, know. What do I you think? Like it, I feel like it might be Raven. Hey. She bottomed a few times on her season, I thought, right? And she made it all the way to the end of All Stars, so that it that would mean oh, she might lip sync the most. That might like, be statistically, true, right? Yeah, let's put Raven. Gosh, we are fake fans. Let's go. Right, we're doing great. Okay. <laughs> what? The next question reads: Sometimes the best part of a lip sync for your life are the other queens' commentaries. Who accurately dubbed Shangela versus Sahara in season two's premiere as looking like Mortal Kombat? Was it Morgan McMichael's Pandora Box, Mystique Summers Madison, or Sonique? I'm pretty sure it's Sonique. I was honestly, I would for I my eyes kept going towards Sonique, and it's what I really want to remember is Sonique. Yep, iconic. Yes, congrats to her, current current reigning All Stars winner. Yeah, Wait, good yeah. Her. Why don't I read this last question and then you can read the rest since I forgot we were sharing the screen. Work. Okay, so this uh, next question reads, Pandora Box season two fan favorite has only lip synced one time. What song did she have to perform? Was it Two of Hearts, I Think We're Alone Now, Electric Youth, or Shake Your Love? I think it's okay. Shake Your Love. Yep, process Shake of elimination. I know it's not two of hearts because yeah. that was Sonique and Morgan. And Morgan, yeah. I think we're alone now. I don't know I, who sang that one, but I remember that song being lip sync. I don't. I don't know. I I'm gonna go with whatever you think. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Shake Your Love because I think I remember Pandora being like with her shoulders because she doesn't really dance. Shake your love, kind of situation. And then she got shocked. Yeah, and then she uh, she got shook, shook off the stage. <laughs> All right, I am gonna take over now. <clears throat> Dita Ritz, oh, I fucking love Dita. Dita Ritz more than proved her worth in season four, surprising many with her victory over the princess. Okay, the stakes were all the higher because this difficult song singer was watching. Who was it? Natalie Cole. Yeah, this was, this will be. And I this will be. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. It's not really cool. We didn't even read the other. <laughs> the answers. <laughs> we didn't even read the answers. Listen, that oh, yeah. episode is okay. so iconic. It's fine. It's fine. It's Natalie Cole. Right. It has to be right. I think so. The other ones are Winona Judd. It's not her. Martha Wash. I don't know who that is. And Loretta Devine, who is a, an, she's an original dream girls, I believe, Loretta Devine. Um, and right. it was not her either. I'm thinking, yeah, it's, not, it's definitely Natalie Cole. 
Yep. Great. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. Question number seven. While Mimi I'm First is famous now for her physical approach to lip syncs, India Farrah was not the first queen to claim to be roughed up on the runway during their number. Season one Jade's complain that which queen season one jades complained that which queen took it too far these questions are very difficult um who took it too far probably glasscock are you gonna read the the answer oh nope i'm gonna keep people guessing uh yeah so here are the 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 answers rebecca glasscock what a fucking name. Uh, Chanel, Angina, or Tammy Brown? I'm going to go with Rebecca Glasscock. What are you thinking? Yeah, I also think it's probably Rebecca because I can't see any of the other girls like being rough on stage. Right. Right. Well, there we go. We're going to say Rebecca Glasscock. Glass clock? Glasscock. Glass. <laughs> We're going to say uh, <laughs> Rebecca <Okay>. Ashburn. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, uh, which queen has not cried during one of their lip syncs for your lives? Here are the answers that we have. Yara Sofia, Jujube, but she cried all the time. Raven or Kenya Michaels? I think it's Kenya because I, I remember Yara crying when she got eliminated on her season. Jujube and Raven both cried on All Stars 1 when they had to lip sync uh, against each other. But and Kenya Michaels broke down on the stage. She broke, she went home and she was like pregnant or whatever. She had like a baby. But it wasn't right? during their lip sync. Uh, okay. Right? I think you're right. I think you're right. You're okay, right. Yara, Yara Sophia definitely cried in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah, she had a breakdown. And then Judy and, and Raven both cried during... Right, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, Kenny right. Michaels, it'll be. All right, question nine reads, RuPaul credits Atlanta for her heart... Wait, uh, oh, let me start over. RuPaul credits Atlanta for her start in drag. Which of these country songs has not been used in a lip sync for her life? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Okay, um, here, here are the things. Uh, Mi Vida Loca by Pam. <laughs> no, that's so, I just, I was kind of zoned out for a minute. I just realized that part one of this question and part two of this question. They don't, no they don't, they don't go. Who typed this? Right. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Mi Vida Loca by Tam- Pam Tillis, who, that definitely was a song. I remember Willem performed this with, with, no uh, with Jiggly. She forgot her panties. Yeah. Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette. Wynette? Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know that one, so right now that one is standing out for me. I Hear You Knocking by Winona Judge. That was definitely on there. I hear you knocking. I don't remember who did it, but that was definitely on there. And then No One Else on Earth by Winona Judd. That one I is like also I on there. That one as well. Yeah. I don't I'm remember gonna... Stand By Your Man. Yeah, I don't I don't know that one. I'm gonna pick that one. Sorry, Tammy. All right. Here we go. I have to I have to read this in my mind before I read it out loud. All right, here we go. <laughs> what six queens found themselves both safe after their lip syncs? Willem, Jiggly, Chad, Chanel, Nina, Bibi is option number one. Option number two is Yara, Carmen, Sharon, Fifi, Raven, Jujubee. Option number three, Angina, Delta, Manila, Jessica Wild, I love that drink, Tatiana, Venus. Option number four, Phoenix, India, Stacy Lane, Raja, Pandora, and LaShawn Beyond. Apocalyptic. Okay, this is a lot, first of all. Yeah, um, I don't, what's, and the question again reads, what six queens found themselves both safe after their lip sync? So this is like a double Shantae you stay moment. Is that what it's saying? Got it. Okay, so oh, okay, so yeah, they're I think they're paired up or something. Willem and Jiggly oh. both lip syncs. Jiggly went Snow home. Lip syncs. 
Sure. Nina and BB lip synced. Okay, yeah. so that one's not correct. Right. Okay, Yara and Car- Carmen, Sharon and Fifi, Raven and Jujubee. I'm pretty sure Carmen sent Yara home. They did a song. It was the Spanish version of, of Mickey. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so funny. Blah, blah. And I'm pretty, I don't remember who went home. Maybe they did both stay. Mm. Okay, so right now that one's standing out the most because Sharon and Fifi and Raven and Jujubee both double saved. Okay, right. um, Angina and Delta, Manila, Manila and Jessica, Jessica Wilde. Are they even in the same season? Tatiana and Venus. I think that one's completely incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Phoenix and India, Stacy Lane and Raja, Pandora, LaShawn. I that it's, one's it's not that one. as well. Okay, so it has to be the second one, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say the the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So click that one. Okay. okay so we're going with Yara, Carmen, Sharon, Fifi, Raven, Jujubee. I think we did a good job on this. I I think so too. Um, let's submit these answers. Oh my god, you got all of them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So we got the first question incorrect. Or no, we got it correct. I'm, yeah. I'm, my, I'm, my colors are uh, mixed up. Okay, so we got the first one correct. Looking cute, feeling gorgeous, bitch. That was a that was a song that was not used as a lip sync. Right. As of All Stars. Okay. Question two. Um, we got incorrect. We said they were both on season three. Uh, it's actually they were both of Asian descent. Um, and that would be Raja and B. They both sent Manila home. Wow. I did not know that. Oh, let's read the rest. Juju is, uh, oh shit, a word. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know how to say this. Laotian? Yeah, I think you got it. Laotian? Oh my God, I am a fucking idiot. And while Raja is Indonesian, I know that one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, the next question we got correct. We said it was Raven um, who lip synced the most times as of All Stars 1. Uh, yeah, it was Raven. She lip synced like a ton of times. Yeah. She better work. How many? She lip synced one, two, two three, three, four, four five, five, six. six. Damn. Six times, and she still lost. How sad. Um, okay, the next question we got correct. We said it was Sonique. Sonique is the one that said it was like Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one we also got correct. It was Shake Your Love, uh, which is the song that Pandora had to perform. The next one about Dita Ritz uh, and who the person was that was watching it. It was yeah. Natalie Cole. With this will be. That's oh, such God. an iconic one. Okay, you can do the next one. Oh, sure. I, okay, I so the, uh, question number seven, which asked uh, who did Jade complain about being too rough? And that was Rebecca Glasscock. Question number eight, uh, who has not cried during their lip sync, of, uh, lip sync for their life? It was Kenya Michael. Kenya Michaels. Question number nine. Uh, the song that has not been used for a lip sync for your life is Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette. And last but not least, who, which queens found themselves both safe after the lip syncs? We got that one right as well. So Yada Carmen, Sharon Fifi, Raven Jujubi. We did really well. Period. Nine out of 10. 10 out of 10. That's not bad. The average no. score for this quiz is 6 out of 10, by the way. So I feel like we kind of like crushed it, to be honest. Yeah. We demolished that. We better work. Period. And to the one question that we got wrong, um, yeah, fuck you, Manella. <laughs> Basically. Um, well, guys, that was trivia. If you enjoyed the trivia, um, let us know. Also, if you got all 10 right, let us know and we'll send you um we'll send you a prize for beating us. Yeah, we'll send you a uh a yearly worth a year's worth of Anastasia Beverly Hills makeup. 
period yeah that's <laughs> that's happening that's happening wow wow well i don't know if that took up enough time but <laughs> let <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, well, Miami, let's go ahead and get into this break so that we can talk to our incredible guest, uh, Mr. Spank Knightley. Um, do you know anything about Spank? I know I like to be spanked. Ooh, Knightley? Oh. Uh, weekly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a weekly subscription. Y'all, I'm actually really excited about Spank. If you have, if you don't know Spank, um, their social medias will be in the description. Go look at their Instagram. Their makeup, shit. Yeah, the Instagram is fucking popping. So good. Go look at the yeah. look. Go give some love. And uh, speaking of love, I'm going to go grab a snack. And when we come back, we're going to be chatting with Spank. So stick Woo-hoo. around. Good boy. Goodbye. If you're anything like us, you probably like to get a little stoned. And Bling by Foxy is here to help you get your fix. Bling by Foxy specializes in crystal customizations and luxury upcycling. Whether it's Chanel shoes, a gown, or even your favorite clutch, Bling by Foxy is here to give your fashion choices all of the sparkle they need. So if you need to commission someone to embellish your fashion with Bling and sparkle, contact Foxy Scamazon. You can contact Foxy on her Instagram at thefoxyscamazon. That's T-H-E-E Foxy. Scamazon, or you can find her on Instagram at Bling by Foxy. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let me take a little sip. Oh. I'm empty. Never mind. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, welcome back from the break. I hope you enjoyed whatever it was that you were doing. I am so excited to be talking to this next uh, performer because I've never met them before. I've never seen them. I've only seen them on social media and all I can say is fuck. Um, We have the amazing Spank Knightley. Hello. So excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for for joining us. Um, Honestly, I was just like, I have to talk to this person. They seem so cool. Uh, We got to get them on the pod and I'm so glad you're here. So thanks. Um, So Spank Knightley, first of all, I love that name so much. Could you tell us a little bit about your, about your origin story? Who is Spank? How did they, how did they come about? What, what do we need to know? Well, I started doing drag, I think around the spring of 2018. Now I've been kicking around the idea for quite a few years before that. I really wanted to start drag sometime around 2013, but I didn't have the courage until 2018. It took quite a while. But uh, yeah, I started doing drag in 2018. There was a uh, open talent competition at my local uh, in my local town, and it was 90s themed. So I went in there uh, dressed as Steve from Blues Clues and performed a basket case by Green Day. So it was, it was a good night. It was a good night. I got second place. It was was good. I love second place. Look, uh, I think the listeners know at this point that I do a lot of competitions and I always lose. Um, So. um, Very true. She does does tend to lose. Um, I kind of want to know, how did you kind of, because we talked about your origin story, but how did you kind of find your stride with drag? Because for anyone that doesn't know, if you go on Spank's Instagram, these looks are the ticket. How did you develop oh, that nice, character? Nice. How did you it, develop this look? It took a little bit to get into the groove um, because the character of Spank Knightley developed drastically. Like at first, when I was starting drag, my idea of like a drag persona would be I'd be this absolute annoying fucking shit lord. Can I say, can I, can I swear here? Is that okay here? Yeah, okay, go good. ahead. So destroy us, destroy <laughs> well, us with cuss words. Okay, just making sure. Um, some places have certain rules about that. So, um, but yeah, no, I was like this absolute, you know, annoying shit, like my parody on an annoying shitty edgelord dude. Um, but then as 
like after a few times of doing drag, I was like, I want to do a little more artistic things. You know, I wanted to reach out and try finding inspiration from things like uh, Disney villains and like, you know, old cartoons, things that I've seen and try to like emulate what that looks like. Um, and then bring that into a character that's more along the lines of like a cryptid-esque uh, kind of spirit of nostalgia is what I like to call Spank Knightley. Um, that's that's kind of how I developed that kind of thing. And so like a lot of my faces are uh, reflections of like, like I mentioned before, Disney villains. Yeah, the 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 makeup and the looks are so, so cool. And it's such like, I don't do that type of makeup at all. I, I've tried here and there. And honestly, when I've done like very creative-y type of makeup, it's been some of my favorite looks. Um, and so definitely your looks are very, very inspirational to me and it makes me really excited. Um, you. Did you start out as a, as a drag king or did you try like drag queen stuff or like, tell I, us about that, what's that experience been yeah, like? Yeah, I've always been a drag king. Um, yeah, doing that, like I started off as a drag king. I do have a drag queen persona. Uh, her name is Skinny Minnie. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, uh, I, and occasionally I br I'll bring her out. Um, but uh, Spank Knightley has always been like a drag king because kind of getting into it, I always really wanted to play these absurd villain-esque cartoon characters that were often played by men um, and cis men. And so that's kind of, what I wanted like I, I finally got to play the roles I wanted to play kind of idea so like Spank Knightley is kind of an emulation of that. Um, I am curious because it's something that I've heard in the past that um, you know there's not a lot of rep and, and also that is true that I've seen but there's not a mm -hmm. lot of representation for drag kings in the mainstream media. Um, how did you find like how did what are some of, I guess the question I'm asking is what are your sources of inspiration aside from like Disney character villains for, for your drag king persona? Oh yeah. Um, so the, the great thing about like, you, as you mentioned before, drag kings don't typically get the spotlight often when you see a show and they do have a drag king, it's either like what it's like one king, you know, and you know, that's that. Um, and so, and especially in my small town area, there aren't a whole lot of kings. And so, you know, you, a lot of these kings and a lot of small town kings are left to try to figure out their drag on their own. Now, the great thing about today is that the internet exists and that, you know, if I go onto Instagram, I can find so many kings. Landon Sider was actually before Landon Sider was on Dragula. I was following Landon Sider because I was like, this this guy knows exactly what he's doing, you know. Um, and uh, but you know, kings like Landon Sider, um, uh, Tenderoni, who's from Chicago, uh, a lot of those kind of inspired me to keep going um, and to like really, you know, get into the drag. Uh, at the same time, I've also been following, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jarvis Hammer. Jarvis Hammer is another really good drag king. Um, these are all kings that I think that everyone should follow. So um, <laughs> there's another good artist. There's a lot of really good artistic kings. If you go to the Instagram page, uh, what was it? Uh, Kingdom of Drag, you'll find like a whole lot of uh, just a lot of kings that you can find inspiration from, but um, yeah. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> I tend to ramble. Oh, yeah. No, we we ramble on here all the time. We get off track. We never know what we're doing. Um, Miami, I saw that you were going to come off mute. Um, you can come off, dear. Yeah, I was just going to say to, uh, we, we're going to put all those links in the description. So if you guys want to check out those fabulous drag kings, you can check them out in the description. We'll have it all linked. Uh, I do want to kind of segue into today's topic. You know, we are talking about something that kind of correlates with drag. It, I know it definitely correlates with your uh, your inspiration of drag. Mm -hmm. I know that you you enjoy 
uh, the cartoony or aspects of it. I want to kind of get into the topic, which is uh, animation. So yeah. I, a little bird told me that you uh, you dabble in in the love of, for animation. Why don't you speak on that a yeah. little bit? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I've always really loved uh, animation, like history of animation. Um, it's not something that I majored in. I didn't go to college for this. It's just something that I like have a, a, a special interest in as everyone would say. Um, but like, yeah, that's something that I've always really liked. I really like different forms of it, 2D, 3D, stop motion, all that, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> would you say that animation and like uh, the different forms of it, it inspires your drag and how, how in what ways does it inspire your drag? Absolutely. Um, I like the exaggeration, but like, it's kind of hard to describe, but like a certain kind of believability with the exaggeration of expressions. And that's something that I always really want to have in my face. Um, and like when I'm performing. And uh, the great thing about that is, especially if I'm on a stage, like a stage where I'm a little bit far away, it translates really well. And so like a lot of the animation techniques that I would look up, I would kind of apply to my own face and um, try to emulate what I, what I see as like a human cartoon. I, the best example I can think of for like a human cartoon is you remember uh, Jim Carrey in the mask? That's, that's oh, kind of, yeah. uh, that's kind of where I try to find the balance of that and putting that into my drag. Yeah, I, I really am glad that we're talking about this uh, topic because it is a little bit different than what we typically talk about because it's not <laughs> like immediately related to drag. So I think it's really cool to hear how how for you this world of animation and this world of drag kind of comes together. Absolutely. Um, what is an interesting piece of animation history that you could share with us? What's like something that you think is really cool for Ooh, us? There are so many. Um, I will start with a very, very, very basic one um, is that uh, the technique called rotoscope, which is when basically the uh, animators would take a film and animate over like let's say a person is moving they'd animate over it so that it would look realistic that technique was invented in 1915 uh by uh max fleischer who created betty boop and coco the clown uh yeah that that's that's the one thing that i start off with um as i put something i think that is very interesting so yeah the technique rotoscope which is just kind of tracing uh, animation started in 1915. It was actually very revolutionary at the time, uh, or at least, you know, very, it, it made things uh, smooth with animation and very, very believable. Um, and it looks interesting, in my opinion. Whenever I see rotoscope, I think that's, that's always neat to see. Um, oh gosh, I have so many facts um, and little tidbits and stories that I just think of off the top of my head. So if you want another, I can just fire one off yeah fire uh wait give us one more okay uh let's see here um oh uh here's a popular one a lot of people know this but you know a lot of people don't so uh uh you know the movie emperor's new group right yeah yes so uh that movie before it was called emperor's new groove was called kingdom in the sun now it was originally intended to be a much bigger uh, musical-esque movie on like the likes of like say The Lion King right <laughs> now they had a lot of like budget going into that movie they really wanted to make this a big thing and they had Eartha Kitt they had David Spade uh, but they also had like Owen Wilson um, they were going to go for like a Prince and the Popper kind of dealio with the story uh, and uh, the reason that they changed all that was because they had a these Disney has toy deals with McDonald's so they have to be able to get the movie done so that they can sell toys essentially um so they were coming up on a deadline and they are nowhere close to done they have a couple of like rough animations they got a lot of artwork going on they got the music but they are nowhere close to done um 
I can't remember the director for that one. I, I the name is names are slipping with me. So, um, but uh, essentially, what Disney did was fire that director. Um, basically, get a new get a new director, and they decided to go from the ground up. Now, with like very little time left, because they needed to sell the McDonald's toys, they switched the premiere date, I believe, with uh, dinosaurs uh, that the movie that they had at that time and they changed the movie's plot and a couple of the cast they replaced Owen Wilson with John Goodman and they decided to make it like a buddy trip film uh and based in comedy and then they named it Emperor's New Groove yeah that's kind of the that's kind of a that's kind of a summary of what goes on you can find a lot of the rough animations and the artwork on the internet. Um, also, Eartha Kitt was supposed to sing a song and you can find that. Yeah, and you can find the rough animation of that. I think it's really, really, really cool to find that. Yeah, if and we- And I remember, will send the link to that. Yeah, no, definitely. If you've got the link, send it our way and we will definitely put it in the description of the pod. Yeah, also, and so I thought about the fact that like you would be so good at like a trivia night. Like I really want to take you and do like a trivia <laughs> night so we can win some shit like for real I feel like no, we could I, definitely win some shit people say that but I only have like a very and I mean very specific knowledge so it'd have to be like one of those like movie nights or you know movie trivia or animation trivia kind of thing <laughs> well here's the thing with that you may have a specific knowledge but I have no knowledge of anything <laughs> at all so I think any advantage <laughs> For me, at least, any advantage is a uh, is a solid. I do want to know: um, Do you do any sort of like animation work on the side, or are you just like a fan of animation? I'm uh, honestly, I'm just a fan of animation. I would like to. I dabbled when I was in high school. There was a little project that I did, but it wasn't big. It was just like a, a graded project for my uh, class, um, and it was just a flip book, honestly. Uh, but I'm I'm a fan, and I also draw myself. I do a lot of like 2D artwork. Um, but um, I really, as far as my knowledge of animation, it's just being a fan of it. I've never actually been in the field. <laughs> do you see yourself as like wanting to do that? I have actually. Um, I really wanted to do it, um, but several things. One, I don't have the patience to sit through and do every single frame uh, <laughs> that I would like to do. But the other thing is uh, I have a lot of trouble with school. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to go to school for was like, you know, artwork and animation. Um, but like I have a hard time doing school. So it's, you know, I, it's something that I would like to do. Um, and maybe in the future I can get into um, a little bit of, you know, working with it. I know a lot of the techniques without having actually done the techniques, um, but it's about like putting it into practice, I guess. Yeah, no, I feel that. And I, Honestly, I kind of relate because I'm terrible at school. Literally, I, I think, I don't remember if I've said this on the pod before, but I have failed out of college three times. It's uh, not something I'm necessarily proud of, but it happens. And you know what? Fuck college. Honestly, like doing drag, this I've always wanted to be a drag queen. I've always wanted to do drag. And yeah. for the longest time, I told myself like, no, like I can't make a career out of this. It's not going to happen. My family put a lot of pressure on me to like be a nurse. So uh, we saw this is we see the, the the way this story is ending. Basically, failed out of nursing school, doing drag full time like a psycho. Uh, and honestly, like if I wasn't doing that, I I feel like I probably would try to go to school and do something fun like animation or art. Like art school yeah. would be so fucking fun. But I fully feel your pain when it comes to not enjoying school like I get that <laughs> yeah and it's you know it's just one of those things that like I understand that I just don't do well in a specific classroom setting and you know online classes are hit and miss for me so you know I'm just I take things a lot like I, I just learn things along the way just as a fan here I am sorry I thought I thought I was off and then I was on it okay. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I just thought of a question. I'm I want to know because you said you've thought about toying around the idea with animation. If you were gonna do like create some sort of animation, what would what would the story be? What would what is oh, it, what is that about? Um, I mean, if I was able to, uh, I would probably do a lot of like little miniature Spank Knightly cartoons. I'd probably make them very vignette-ish. I'd probably I'd probably go along the lines of something somewhat Looney Tunes-esque, um, but like maybe on a more darker route, <laughs> you know, kind of mess with the idea of uh, the formula of uh, Looney Tunes. Um, I just don't know what that would look like because I've never done it. <laughs> now, if you want to meet a drag king who is also an animator, here's another link I want to send people. Uh, Zad Gravebone. He is from uh, he is from Boston, uh, and he does really good art things. And he has actually done some animation uh, and school for that so you know if people want to check out drag kings who do art and comics and animation you know uh check zad out so <laughs> uh i will make sure that we get him on the pod yeah i'll send <laughs> links to you after uh all this all the people that i've mentioned yeah i i don't know much i don't know anything about spank nightly honestly um mm -hmm. does spank have like a different well, how would you, how, what is Spank like? What would it be like if I came to a Spank Nightly show? What could I expect? Uh, you would, so how, I, I've mentioned before how I really like to utilize um, a lot of either old music or very nostalgic music um, to kind of establish like a story or a kind of distorted version of um, the music that you're listening to. Um, at other times, it's a complete shit post. <laughs> uh, what I like to call it. Um, sometimes I'll do something really like artistic and like uh, have people going, "Hmm, yes, this is this is this is quite artistic." Yes, but then this I'll also have, like, yeah. But then I'll have other people like another show and other people being like, "What the fuck is this? What am I looking at?" And me having absolutely no reason to have done it other than just to be what the fuck. <laughs> um, you know, I've had I've had plenty of those types of performances where it's like, I just I really have the I have this idea and I have to do it. I don't care how dumb it might be or how amazing it's going to be. I just have this idea that I have to make come to life. And mm -hmm. uh, honestly, most of the times for me, though, there's the ones that flop. But uh <laughs> You know, but honestly, those are the ones that mean the most to me because they're the most fun for mm. the for the performer themselves. They are it's it's the thing you want to do the most that's not reliant on whether you want the audience to love it or not. It's 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 the present for yourself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I love to give myself presents for sure. Um is there uh i think we're going to take a break soon and when we come back yeah. we'll answer listener questions but before we take that break is there anything else that you want us to know either about spank or that you want us to know about animation um just maybe um, any little last moment before we take a break uh, before we take a break um not that i can think of right at this moment so yeah that's okay we can wait for a while until something comes <laughs> oh um <laughs> If you need anything else, uh, one of the other things that has inspired a lot of my drag is uh, my Mormon upbringing. Um, now, wait a well, minute. We have to talk about this. Right now. Now. Wait a minute. So people, people get like really like they're like, what? <laughs> no, um, but I had I had a Mormon upbringing. Uh, <laughs> I was raised LDS uh, in Illinois in an area that's not mostly LDS so I'm not like Utah Mormon I was like other place Mormon I don't know how it makes sense to other more like Mormons and ex-Mormons when I say that but like it's like I'm not from Utah but I was raised Mormon <laughs> yeah I don't I don't want to spend too long on here because we do but I do I am curious to know a little bit more about this because I don't know anything about um, 
Mormonism. Am I saying that? Is Mormonism? Is Mormonism? You know, they, they say Mormonism, the LDS Church. Usually I just call it the LDS Church, but yeah. you know, Mormonism well, is fine. It's a nice, it's got a nice ring to it, I guess. Well, I don't know much about it except for what I see like on media and like what people say. Is is that what it is like? Uh like those crazy it's going you know, to be it's going to be dependent on where you're from i think a lot of people who are from utah live and especially if you're queer and live in utah and were raised in the lds church you're going to have a lot harder of a time um because that's a it's a state that's almost that has a lot of pockets that are complete lds echo chambers um Meanwhile, where I was, they still weren't very, like, keen on the uh, queer thing, especially, um, but, uh, you know, they, they it, it's not, I, I was able to run to other people, I guess, for um, support and care, um, and that was really nice, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, if you hear something, it's probably true, um, especially from ex-Mormons. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor it. Mm. Well, shout out to all the Mormons, uh, all of our Belabering. Mormon fan base. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Mormonism, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to be answering some fun questions. This this segue makes no sense, but you know what else doesn't make oh, sense? Yeah. Me. So it's fine. We will be right back, guys. Listen to the fucking commercials, bitches. Bye. Fuck Miami. Have you heard about Profanity Cosmetics? No, bitch. I haven't. What's Profanity Cosmetics? Well, Profanity Cosmetics is a queer-owned and operated cosmetics company based out of Vermont. They have eyeshadows, lip gloss, and some of the fucking sickest glitter I have ever seen. You've got to be shitting me. I'm not. But the owner, Lucy for Matrix, even donates a portion of all proceeds to queer-based charities, such as the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, the Ali Forney Center, and Rainbow Railroad. No fucking way. So how can I find this bitch? Well, you can find Lucy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucy Fur Matrix. You can also find their products on Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at I Love Profanity. You can also check out their Instagram at profanity.cosmetics. All those links can be found in the description of this episode. Make sure to check out Profanity Cosmetics, cosmetics you can swear by. All righty, y'all. Welcome back. Um, Spank, did you do anything over the break? Um. I had myself uh, an invisible glass of water, um, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> it's important to stay hydrated. Yeah, invisibly. <laughs> invisibly. Right. <laughs> Speaking of hydration, let's go ahead and jump into these questions. Um, the first question reads, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I'm not fucking with you. That's what it says. That is what the question is. Well, to answer the question, I think whoever sent this in is homophobic. And uh, I've actually, I don't even know, what is a woodchuck? It's like... Uh, is it a chipmunk? No, no, no. It's like a beaver, but it's different than a beaver. I don't know. I, I I don't know how that makes sense, but I'm sure somebody will know. I hold on. According according to my scientific research, uh, a woodchuck is also known as a groundhog. Really? Uh, yeah. I thought they were. I thought they were different. So it says the groundhog, also known as a woodchuck, is a rodent of the family. Uh, that is a word I don't feel like saying. Skiridae. Another one of your sisters, Anneli. Yes, Miskiridae <laughs> Duche. Wow. Um, wow. So there you go. Anyways, what do you think about the, the question? Uh, how much wood could a woodchuck check? Um, I'm just going to guess a random number here. 46. Sounds about I'm right. I'm actually curious to know how much, how much wood does a woodchuck chuck uh, during its lifespan? Like, is there like an average, is there like an actual number? Do they even chuck wood? 
You know what? Let me see if there's an answer to this on Google. Yeah, go ahead. Like, is there um, a legitimate answer to how much? Yeah, I'm getting the team to to Google it. Rachel, can you uh, can you pull it up? Rachel, you're so fucking useless. You literally do nothing all day. What are you doing? Give me that. Get the boys on, on her yeah. phone. Annalie, Rachel was on her phone. She's been on her phone this entire pod. I shouldn't be the one looking this up because I hate reading. Uh, hold on, y'all. Um, I love you're like, I hate looking things up, yet you're always looking shit up. Like, I know. mostly to prove me wrong. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not finding a really good answer, so maybe it's none. Yeah, this maybe is a double would. Maybe it's been a lie all along, or maybe it's a lie they've told themselves. Wow. The real question is, how much wood could a woodchuck fuck if a woodchuck could <laughs> fuck wood? I'm still going to say 46. Still 46? Well, there we go. You know what? I'm going to say 69. Oops. Ooh, the sex number. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the sex numbers... Annalie, you want to read the next question? Oh, shit. This is one of those long ones. Here's the thing. Sometimes they send us the long, long questions, and I can never get through them. Okay, here we go. I got this. Is it true that most drag queens are bitchy? I'm new to the scene, but a lot of the girls haven't been very welcoming to me. I know I have to prove myself to be accepted, but I don't understand why so many of them seem so mean. Maybe it's just me. Wow. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, yes, it's true. Every drag queen and I don't know, king and everyone, you know what, if they're in drag, they're probably a bitch. They've got something, there's something about them that probably makes them just a little bit bitchy. And you're probably a bitch yourself. Uh, the person who asked this question, I think, um, I do hear what you're saying though. It can be very uncomfortable. You don't know if people are because there's also a lot of like playfulness that can come off as someone's actually being mean to you when really they're just being like silly. They're just chit chatting and making like little digs here and there, but all in love and fun. So I would say the best thing to do is just to try and get to know the people in the scene that you're trying to get into. You're not going to like everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody is trustworthy. Um, you're just going to have to do the work and to take the risk to get to know people. That's what I think. Yeah, I fully agree. And I think um, another thing that a lot of newer people that are joining the world of drag need to know is you don't have to prove yourself to everyone in the scene. Like you don't have to prove yourself to every single performer that is in your in your city. That's not what you have to do. The only people you need to prove yourself to are the people that are giving the bookings out. That's it. Impress those people, suck up to those people, be friends with those people and you'll be set. That's all you have to do. Make impressions to the people that actually matter. Because I promise you, those motherfuckers that are laughing at you and mocking you, chances are they're probably miserable as fuck. A lot of, that's the tea, a lot of these really bitchy, catty motherfuckers in drag that have all this shit to say, 99% of the time, they're booked once a month. They're not fucking working in drag. They look like shit, or they're just, they have no friends, you know? Like, that's, that's really what creates the monsters. So just really like look out for yourself and, and you know, put in the work where you need to put in the work. Don't worry about these bitches because at the end of the day, bitch, they can't do what you're doing. Absolutely. I, I, I really agree with that, uh, both, both of you. But um, I also have to add in like, you know, it's going to be dependent on your area. You know, if you're in a bigger area, you might find more queens or, you know, performers who are um, bitchy. Um, and if you're in a smaller town or like, you know, you might find fewer or, you know, it's really going to be dependent on your area. But like, like what is said before, you know, really just the only per people you have to prove to are the people giving the bookings. Um, my advice is be kind, be, be good to people, but also don't take shit, you know, um, because you deserve better than that. Um, it's a little bit, in certain areas, it can be a little bit of a cutthroat industry, but, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say that every queen is a bitch. You'll find a lot of caring and wonderful entertainers who will help you and build you up. And you'll want to make friends with those people 
the most. Um, and it's really wonderful when you meet them. You just got to keep looking, you know, um, and try to be yourself um, and to uh, be the best that you can be, honestly. Um, because a lot of the bitchiness that you are probably seeing comes from a lot of insecurity. Yeah, speaking of insecurity, uh, let's get the insecure bitch here, Miami, to read the next question. <laughs> um, so this next question is a direct attack on yeah. gay culture. Um, it reads, what that thrusty do other than talk shit and eat hot chips? First of all, what the fuck is a thrusty? Is it a thrusty okay. or a thrusty? Hold on, let me go look this up. What I believe it is is your throat. Throat pussy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So oh, thrusty is a portmanteau, portmanteau, portmanteau of Port the words. Yeah, a throat and pussy. Wow. Well, my thrusty doesn't do anything else other than talk shit and eat hot chips. That's all, literally, that God created it for. So. My thrusty deep throats burritos. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I don't even know how to answer this. Literally, I don't, first of all, I, I don't talk shit. I don't know if you guys listen to the pod or not, but we are very PG here. We talk no shit about anyone. <laughs> we are very nice people. And I also, My I don't like hot chips. Deep-throating your dad. There you go. Um, oh yeah, God. so long story short, we, uh, we don't, we don't have, I got my thrusty removed, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's speaking a miracle of, right wow. speaking of removing uh Anneli, you want to you want to answer this next question let's remove this from the pod go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so here's the last question uh which is a very uh 180 what would constitute a perfect drag show for you hmm. i want to see diversity I want to see entertainment and I want to see a good audience. I think that those three things, and also I want to see a good host, a good host, a good audience, great entertainers and diversity. I think, I think those four elements make up a really good show. So those, at least for me, those have been the shows that I enjoy the most. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say those things that you mentioned, but I also want some elements of like choreo, like choreographed, like something where like they're production. putting on a show, a yeah. production. I want to see a little bit of production as well. Um, I don't know what that really looks like, but I just like the shows where clearly like they planned it all out. They came together a few times. They had to, you know, practice. And I, I want something like that. Right. I, I agree with uh, everything that's already been said, but I'll, I'll also add that I think that a perfect drag show also consists of the audience having fun but also the performers having fun and also the performers getting fucking paid not uh, just drink tokens paid period money not just tips like up front yeah i fully agree with that i fully agree with that i i think that you know something that a lot of people forget is that drag is not cheap and especially nowadays people want to see new shit every time you step out on stage. It's just a fact. Like I, I feel so much pressure to constantly turn new looks and do new things because of social media. Like people constantly, here's, I've said this before on the, on the pod. If I wear an outfit a hundred times and never post it on Instagram and I just wear it to different venues, no one would ever know. But yeah. if I post that look once on Instagram and I wear, say I wear a look three times and I post it after the first time I wear it on Instagram, people would think I wear that outfit all oh. year. Yeah, because I've, I've already posted it and then they've seen me in it. And then they won't tip you as much because they're like, she's not trying. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's just mm -hmm. like, I think that uh, show pay is definitely a necessity and you know, entertainers are so underpaid anyway. Drag is literally yeah. looked down upon by, mm -hmm. by, people who should be lifting us up and, and paying us for our art because we put in more work than most people yeah. put into their shit so I fully agree with you on that I I'd also like to add uh also a cast that doesn't just consist of drag queens you know I want to see drag things I want to see uh 
I, I want to see drag kings. I want to see more BIPOC performers of all kinds, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that would make for a excellent, excellent drag show. Period. Well, speaking of excellent drag shows, uh, we are not that at all. So we're going to go <laughs> ahead and start bringing this to the end, to the close. Um, Spank Knightley, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything that you want to plug? I will say this will not come out until sometime in December. In December? Um, okay. Yeah, it, so it'll at be. The time this is recording, I'm currently not doing anything. I'm in a. Uh, I'm in a uh, community theater production of uh, a play. So um, I am actually taking the smallest break on drag because I'm doing that. We're finishing up uh, this weekend. Um, but hopefully, um, looks like I will be in Boston January 20, the week of January 20th. Um, so look out for news about that. Follow my Instagram at uh, at spank underscore nightly, nightly with a K. Uh, and also my TikTok spelled the same way, uh, spank underscore nightly. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to, that's all I have to plug. Perfect. We will make sure to put those links in the description of the episode of this pod. So yeah, thank you to the listeners. Thank you so much, Spank. I truly enjoyed this conversation. I'm so happy that we got to meet in this way. I really hope that our paths cross and that we can, uh, I really want to see you perform. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I would be really excited for that. Um, Miami, is there I'd any- I'd love to come to uh, Tennessee. I'd love to come to uh uh, anywhere down there so yeah you know uh hopefully i can make that arrangement <laughs> period you really should come to memphis it's such a fun scene i think you would have a yeah. really good time here well guys this is the end of the pod spank thank you so much for doing this podcast remember guys do not be homophobic have a beautiful day and we will see you guys next week thanks for tuning in oh also if you want to send in questions you can you can listen through all the way to the end because that's where all the information's at you motherfucking bitches now uh rachel can you cut the fucking shit we gotta go bye well thank you for listening to are we pretty with Annalie and miami if you would like to send in q a questions or to contact us send us an email at are we pretty podcasts at gmail.com you can follow miami on instagram at whoa it's miami and you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. Our music from this podcast is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Stay pretty. Stay pretty.